All right, everybody. Welcome to the Twistcast, the official podcast of the Twisted Cape. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. All right. As always, let's get started with the news. News. That was awful. Stokes. (laughs) We got a lot going on here. Uh, There's some drama here, some heartbreak. (gasps) Yeah, it's going to be wild. Um, Wow. And short, because, you know, it's only been like two weeks. Wild and short. You know how I like it. Mm, Yeah, I know. That's exactly how you like it. Yeah. All right, so starting with some comic book stuff, Marvel teases a Venom and Avengers crossover, uh, which should be interesting because they—I I feel like they've been trying to shoehorn Venom in the Savage Avengers. Mm, that I comic? I don't. I don't. No, no. It's like an actual like Venom comic book, Avengers comic book uh, uh, crossover. Oh, okay. Sam was doing weird things with his arms. He's waving yeah. around like he was like part octopus. Um, you so know, just no, no, not Doc Ock. Just M- mixing the halves together. You know, Avengers Venom. Mm-hmm. Mixing them together. Mm, yeah. You just look like one of those wacky, waving, inflatable tube arm bands. <laughs> That's 100% accurate. Yeah. Listen, that guy has a tough job. Take as a compliment. And he's right. just everywhere, too. <laughs> yeah. Get, All right. Get that money, boo. Uh, artist Mike Deodato announced his departure from Marvel. He's been there for a long time. Uh, he will be leaving with the aforementioned Savage Avengers uh, to pursue creator-owned projects. Oh, okay. I've noticed a lot of creators actually doing this lately. Um, specifically writers. They, they've been like, oh, well, I want to go write my own stuff for my own company, which is cool, but you know, I'll miss them on, on some stuff. It's a really sketchy type style. Mm. Uh, DC has plans to re- resurrect a recently canceled Green Arrow series, which ended at issue number 50, uh, which is the end of the uh, quote-unquote rebirth run. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, th- that'll be that. Moving on to Worlds of DC. Worlds. Uh, so we're going to start with a bombshell that dropped this week. When don't they? Uh, that was an awful sound. You should just put like the Contra explosion sound in there instead. Oh my god, he's dying. Well, we knew it was going to happen eventually. Drink the beer, drink the beer. Thanks for making fun of me. I was actually dying. No, I was telling you, drink the of beer. Of course. That's what we're here for. Huh. Clear the throat. Uh, Arrow will be ending with season eight. Uh, it'll be a ten-episode run coming this fall, likely likely ending coinciding with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like it's time for the show to end. It's gone so off the rails and just yes, so but it's, it's unexpected. Odd. Yeah, because they've they've basically been just blanket renewing. It's true. All that stuff. When I did first hear about it, I was just like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, I get it, but okay. So Stephen Mill actually. Um, Announced it on his Instagram or Facebook Live or something like that. He's basically crying like like half the time there. Um, he's basically saying that you know he wanted to wrap things up after season six. Um, they came in to come back for seven, and they were just trying to work out a a good exit strategy um, for the series. Uh, but he also says that he will not be gone after the final season. Okay, which means he obviously can still guest star. Yeah. Shows. Yeah, of course. All, all day, every day. It's not It's not even a problem. Uh, so, remember how last time we talked about Carlos Valdez potentially leaving The yep. Flash? Mm-hmm. Now it seems like Daniel Panabaker may also be preparing to leave The, the Flash. The hell? You can't lose them both. Yeah, exactly. So, I've seen things that have said people are like, oh, she's using it as uh, leverage to make more money. Um, Is that Iris? No, that's... No, uh, uh, Caitlin. Caitlin Snow. Oh, wow. Losing yeah. both of them? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that'd be tough. They uh, can't and, do shit without them. And then another punch to the body: Tom Cavanaugh has been rumored, no! been rumored to exit the series after Crisis. So you could be losing three main pieces of that puzzle. You might as well just end the show then. <laughs> Listen, I understand everybody else, but why in the hell would Cavanaugh leave? What else is he going to do? A and then B. Um, he pretty much has the best job any actor yeah. on a TV show has. Listen, your character. It changes all the time. Every season is going to be stupidly different. Um, just come in. You can act like a French asshole one day. You can act <laughs> like, uh, um, I don't just even act know. act like a complete idiot. Yeah. And, you know, it was the best thing. You can be genius this time. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. And you get to just run the, the spectrum on your on your abilities as an actor. Yeah, so, like, I, I really, like, was blown away by him. Yeah. Just in these last few seasons, just... 
That, that first season where he does that subtle shift between Wells and Thawne yeah. is wild. You're just like, oh shit, this is terrifying. Yeah. Like, how is that lurking under the surface all this time? And I never saw it. Uh, Ernie Hudson, a.k.a. Winston. Ghostbusters, in case. It's no. been a long time okay, since yeah. I've seen it. Uh, he's been cast <laughs> in Arrow and will, will appear in uh, the 19th episode of this season as a general of the DIA. D-A-I. D-I-A. Oh. Uh, Dicks in arms. That doesn't sound right, but... Mm. No, that's, gov- that's a government agency. Uh-huh. It's real. Yeah. It's real? Yeah, it's real. Oh. Wow. Where have you been? You, you should see their sigil. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, Godspeed has been reportedly uh, as added as a character coming to The Flash this season. Ooh, I saw the suit. Okay. It looks pretty It does. Badass. It looks fucking crazy. Uh possibly one of the best new characters to come out of Rebirth, in my opinion. Uh, I did enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I read the backstory on him. I gotta say, I like it. It, it should actually provide some uh, some necessary tension there. Unless he's a one-off character, in which case I'd be furious. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers is developing a new Constantine TV show starring Matt and Ryan. Isn't yeah. this going to be like the third one? Uh, second yeah. one. He's been on Legends. Okay. He showed up on Arrow too. He had his own show. Yeah, he had yeah. his own show, but then I can't because on NBC and NBC, they don't care. Nothing, like, nothing really uh, survives that. It's not like a thirty minutes. Warner Brothers and CW just like fuck it. Fuck it, you want a show? Yeah, Warner, go for it. Warner five seasons, fuck it, go. But I feel like Constantine is one of those ones that they can do right. Yeah. Like it, it's got the potential to just be dark and weird and. So my hope is that it would be on a more risque platform like like the, the actual DC streaming, streaming. Service. yeah because that would be great because one it allows them to swear two it allows that to go as dark as it needs to without having to and like pull back because 13 year old kids yeah are probably watching. constantine needs to be on the darker side uh-huh mm-hmm. so i mean i'm still looking forward to actually seeing it on uh whatever, whatever it ends up on <laughs> but uh yeah no the streaming service probably would have been a better spot Speaking of streaming service, uh, Doom Patrol is getting two more episodes and has reportedly been greenlit already for a second season, okay. which is, of course, encouraging. I have yet to watch it, but I've heard nothing but good things. It's wild, man. It like that's I don't know. That's the word I'm going back to tonight, <laughs> like, over and over again. Hey, man, that's pretty wild. It's wild, bro. I don't know, it looks wild. like DC's finally stepping up with some of their live action stuff. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Just on the TV side. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We'll we'll see. Like so, they have they have the ability to drop the balls mid juggle. So uh, who who knows? Uh, Titans and Stargirl may be delayed, and it's rumored both are due to casting. Okay. Speaking of casting, Titans has cast its live action Superboy, a guy named Joshua Orphan, Orpin, Orpin. That's I added an H. I don't know why I did that. Uh, Orpin, and he will be a series regular, which means we will be seeing a lot of him. Okay. Uh, star Brenton Thwaites looks to have the Nightwing hairstyle for season two, which, like, I'm just all like, right. yes, yes, give me all I, of that. I do want to see him transition more into the Nightwing role. Yeah. Uh, badass. Uh, the Batman will feature at least four different villains. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which is a mistake. <laughs> like that one Chris Rock joke. M I S S T A K E. Mistake. It's <laughs> a huge problem. I've never seen a a piece of superhero anything that has featured more than two villains and it been good. Well, let's see how Spider Man Far From Home works out, and then um, yeah, <laughs> do, Batman might right, course so, correct. So who do you trust more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Jake uh, Hall. <laughs> Aquaman 2 has been slated for a December 16th, 2022 release. Um, yeah, so long, long time. Long ass time. Well, we got to get that but, stupid spinoff in Yeah, between. we got to get that trench out there <laughs> that nobody gives a fuck about. Like, you should just do that movie as like a short that you yeah. toss into the DVD extras. <laughs> no one watches. I don't drop character. Do I do the DVD extras? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert Downey. Uh... DC, a DC producer said that Justice League 2 isn't happening anytime soon, which is in line with their strategy to just move away from a connected Throw universe. Throw everything in the trash. Um, I don't I still, I still don't like it. I, I, think, I think the thing they should do is build these movies and then like give, give a reason for them to come together. Like an actual... Because Steppenwolf... 
didn't Wonder Woman kind of beat his ass? Yeah. And then didn't Superman kind of beat his ass? Yeah. Did you really need an entire league? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, give the, give them a reason. Dark side. Uh, I know Zack Snyder's been talking about what he would have done for Justice League and Justice League 2. Uh, and, God damn it. <laughs> Why did you guys fuck that up? Uh, so, Ricky Whittle, who who's a... Uh, star on American Gods has had conversations about the, a Green Lantern Corps role. Okay, uh, which kind of makes me excited. He he he's potentially um, John Stewart. Oh, okay. Which you know, badass badass uh, Lantern right there. Uh, here's another big one. Will Smith is not returning for Suicide Squad 2. I did see that. And yeah. he's being replaced with Idris Elba. I will accept it. Uh, he's 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 a good actor and a damn handsome man. Um, not mad. Uh, even though I love Will Smith. Go well, Will Smith is great, but... West Philly represent. But it's not like Will Smith didn't want to do it. Yeah, he just, just has scheduling conflicts. Conflicts, yeah. Uh, also not returning for Suicide Squad 2, uh, actor Joel Kinnaman, who was uh, Rick Flagg. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm alright with that. <laughs> uh, and that sequel is actually set to start production in September in Hotlanta, Atlanta. Nice. For those, for those who don't know, Hotlanta. Even though it's kind of right there in the name. It Atlanta, is. Atlanta, Atlanta, Hotlanta. Figure it the fuck out. Uh, John Francis Daly. It's hot there. <laughs> it is. It is very hot there. John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who both co-wrote Spider-Man Homecoming and directed another movie uh, called Game Night, which is, uh, are set to write and direct The Flash. Okay. So All right. Cons- consider what you saw with Homecoming and apply that to... Hopefully without Ezra Miller. <laughs> no, I think Ezra Miller is yeah, still attached to sake. it. Uh, Sorry, bro. Can uh, at least not make him like so socially awkward? Maybe. We'll like, see. Can you just fix the character, please? <laughs> and then I might ex- embrace Ezra Miller. We'll see. Uh, moving on to MCU and their TV stuff. Um, Luke Perry, who voiced Rick Jones in the Incredible Hulk cartoon, passed away due to a stroke at age 52. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame, but you know, things happen, unfortunately. Uh, Morbius cast Tyrese Gibson in an unknown role as of yet. All right. We'll see. I'm so used to him in Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Disney Fox merger takes a step forward by signing a TV head, uh, which means the deal may now complete any day. Um, About goddamn time. We, so that, that, I don't know, man, that kind of excites me because now you can add a post credit scene with whatever that you want to want to end game because you have you have the time if it closes now you still have about a month to just toss that in there design a suit toss a dude in a suit put him in you want to do that though yeah you want to rush that yeah no you don't i do mm-hmm. i don't need cgi you, for you it. say that now but but if you've if you already designed a fantastic four suit or if you've designed like a classic x-men suit with a giant x on the front i'm in like i don't i don't really need much just like the the shot from the back Okay. Of, of like the giant right, so you're not the looking at like an actual like actor yeah, to it or anything yeah, like that. Okay. Doesn't have to be. I don't give a fuck about that. You just want a dick in a suit. Yeah. 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 Just tease me a little bit. Yeah. Slap it on my face. All right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, uh, Marvel Kevin has said uh, is on obviously back order or delay or whatever they want to call it uh, because they're focusing on other projects right now, which makes sense. Uh, turns out Marvel is recasting all mutants. In the MCU, aside from Deadpool, I mean, which is the move? That which is the move? They know, like, they have to appreciate that. Ryan Reynolds is the perfect idiot for that. Like, oh yeah, they, they can't replace him. No, and, and I can't think of another actor that you're gonna go. Oh, no. Yep, no, I got it. Not at all. Not even close. Uh, Marvel will reboot the Fantastic Four and will have no Doctor Doom, which I think is wise. Okay. Uh, like. Ever or just at first? At first. Okay. At first. Uh, Marvel's also planning an Avengers versus X Men movie, mm. which could be fun. Wow. Yeah. So that's there's a storyline that goes goes hand in hand with that, and it's huge, and it's it's wild, uh, and. <laughs> 
that was on purpose. We should just have like a ticker every time you yeah, say you wild. Yeah, probably should. Count it by the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's interesting because it's it's world shifting. So I don't know how they want to play that uh, initially, but we'll see. Let's deal with one world shifting event at a time. Yeah. Uh, the Eternals has been rumored to be casting Marvel's first openly gay male lead. Um, I don't know if you remember, but a while back um, there was an activist group that actually like was like calling out Marvel and DC for not casting uh, gay and lesbian actors in gay and lesbian roles in their in their sh- in their movies. Um, so they've been doing what they can to rectify that. Um, but I don't I don't know if it matters that the lead is gay if the character's not gay. So like I feel like you're doing the actor a disservice. And the community a disservice if the, if you're not going to make the character gay as well. So it's just weird. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so Marvel won't formally announce any new movies until after Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. Makes sense. Which means there's probably going to be a huge shift yeah. afterwards. Uh, so before we transition here uh, into Captain Marvel... Uh, Captain Marvel was attacked and review bombed on both Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. You've seen in this controversy or whatever, but just Google it. You'll, you'll figure it out and form your own opinions. Uh, but it's just silly, in my opinion. Uh, Marvel Kevin has also teased an amazing Captain Marvel sequel idea. Uh, and then we'll get into something else Marvel Kevin said uh, as we talk about Captain Marvel. Nice. Finally, in video games, uh, the Avengers project that we've been talking about has been terminated. Forever. No, uh, it's been moved to the next gen consoles okay. altogether. I mean, so that makes probably sense. Probably PS5 and yeah. whatever Xbox is going to do. Xbox One, mm. Two, or something. <laughs> Xbox, oh girl. And that's news. <laughs> Okay, everybody, now to get in the mood, we're talking about Captain Marvel, which we are going to get into heavily. We thought it would be a fun idea to play the new great game that's sweeping across America currently called Fluff or Flurkin. Fluff or Flurkin! So, in this game, we play a sound clip, and the two contestants, Mike and Jesse, have to guess whether or not the sound is fluff or flurkin. Now, there are five sounds that will be played. You get to three, you win. Do I have to go any further? Yeah, let's just nah. do all five. Let's do all five. Yeah, do them all. Do all five. We got them all set up already. <laughs> it's against the rules, but I like it. Screw let's your rules, man. Fluff or flurkin. Okay, for sound one. Here we go. Okay, what was that sound, Mike? I'm going fluff. Oh, that was definitely a flurkin. Okay, what is the sound? Flurkin it is! Oh, son of a bitch. Okay, Mike, here's your chance to get one to tie the game. Okay. <laughs> Dial in. What's the sound? That's flurkin. That's obviously fluff. Fluff it is. Come on, man. This is bullshit. This Mike, is bullshit, you know it. You are trailing by two sounds. It's fucked up. We will give you... This game might be rigged, yeah. Three more Shit, chances. No, I think you're just terrible at it. To guess whether it is a fluff or flurkin. Okay, here is the third sound. Okay. Mike, what was that sound? That's flurkin. Jesse. That's a fluff. Fluff it is! What the fuck, man? It's bullshit! I think he needs your hearing checked or something. Suck a dick! <laughs> that's a god that's a goddamn fluff, dude. Okay, calm down. Just <sighs> Alright, alright. Okay. 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 Now two more chances here to guess whether or not it is a fluff or flurkin. You regret saying going to five now? <laughs> no. <laughs> So, let's hear it. Okay, what was that sound, Jesse? Flurkin, duh. That's a fluff, you're out of your mind. What is the sound? Flurkin it is! What? You gotta be kidding me! Okay, Mike. 
you guys set this up beforehand? One do you, do you, do you last the chance. Cal hey, calm down. One last chance for the win. Whoever gets this one wins. Regardless of the score currently, if you get this, the hell you is this win the game. I didn't sign up for this. That's fair. Best of five. And the fifth one makes all the difference. Let's go. Okay. Let's hear it. Jesse, what was that sound? It's a fluff. Mike. I think he's wrong. I think it's a flurkin. And for the win... Fluff it is! I'm out. This is bullshit. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, that was Fluff or Flurkin, everybody. Uh, I think someone should go after him. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to this edition of Fluff or Flurkin. Again, the greatest game sweeping across America right now. If you have any questions or comments or best times that you played Fluff or Flurkin, please tell us about them now. Moving on. So, we are going to be talking about Captain Marvel. Just came out today. Uh, Mike, Jesse, and I had the pleasure of seeing it last night, which was Thursday, February, March. It's March. March. February, March? March 7th, yes. Yes. And we thought we'd do a character breakdown for those of you who aren't so familiar with Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers. So, Carol Danvers... Carol Danvers has been in the Marvel Universe for an incredibly long time. She goes all the way back to 1968 for her Marvel debut. She's held several monikers, as well as needlessly revealing costumes in her superhero career. Seriously, just Google some, some of them. She has gone by Miss Marvel for the longest time, but has also gone by Binary, Warbird, and most recently, Cap Marvel. Her history has been written and rewritten over the years, most recently making her half Kree, which helps explain some of her abilities better than other origin stories. She's notably a member of the United States Air Force, which is often reflected in her personality. Carol possesses unbelievable superhuman strength, which have allowed her to lift and hold about 100 tons. Carol also has superhuman stamina and durability, which allows her to paraphrase Captain America and do this all day. She also possesses superhuman levels of agility and reflexes. She can fly and do so in the vacuum of space only requiring an air supply. She has regenerative capabilities theorized to keep her in her prime forever. Her most important powers are the energy manipulation abilities. These allow her to absorb and augment any type of energy she comes in contact with, fire photon and stellar light energy from her hands, and even create energy constructs a la Green Lantern. To find out more about Carol, there are a few cru crucial stories you might want to check out. First is Life of Captain Marvel, which essentially resets her, her origin and brings her back to her roots as a kid from Boston. Also check out Higher, Further, Faster, which is a modern take on the character that redefined who she is, what she stands for, while accentuating what makes her a compelling and complex character. Plus, it guest stars the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is always fun. As a member of the Avengers in the late 90s, Carol struggled with alcoholism. Uh, she experienced a wake-up call, but not before she embarrassed herself and endangered others. This led to a rebirth of sorts to the character, and she's been a Marvel Universe mainstay ever since. And that's Captain Marvel. All right, so that is the character breakdown. And now, like I said, we saw the movie last night. Um, so right off the bat, first impressions. So I thought the movie was good. Uh, I didn't think it was earth-shattering. Um, but I thought it was it was good. I thought the overall characterization of care of Carol was actually really good, really faithful to the comics. Hmm. Uh, you could tell they really cared about that. But yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie. I walked out of there with I felt with the good feels in my body. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I wasn't in love with it. It took a yeah. while for me to get into it, like until like the last twenty minutes of it. That's yeah. when it really sold me. But up until that point, it was like, oh, okay, this is fine. Nothing stellar. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, I went into the movie with a lot of, I guess, trepidation. Yes. That is the word. That is a word, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I really wanted to give it a chance. Um, did you? I did. 
I don't want a it bad. It didn't seem like it. I don't. I don't want a bad movie. I'm gonna end that. I remember you saying that a lot. It's so bad. Why would you say it like that? Anyway. Anyway, so Brie Larson did a better job portraying Captain Marvel than I thought she would. So credit to her. Um, I I don't think it was written very like the dialogue was. Very exposition heavy. It was. Which annoys the crap out of me personally. Um, Hi, I've just met you. Let me tell you everything about me. (laughs) Everything. When I was a kid, I fell off my bike and skinned my knees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's pretty much what half the dialogue was. Um, So that that was no fun for me. And yeah, it, it just was really hard to get past. I think that stems from them wanting to do an origin story, but have it not be an origin story. Yeah. Because that's what this was. Except it was an origin story that was an origin story. It still explained like where she came from and all that stuff, but it just didn't really show it from the start. Honestly, it was like a double origin story. It was Carol Danvers' origin story as well as the Avengers' origin story. Yeah. Like where that whole thing comes from. Yeah. Um, so... What did you guys like about the movie? I liked a lot about the movie. Um, I thought the cast was excellent. I thought they... they I know you had some issues with Brie Larson <laughs> off the jump, <laughs> but I thought she did a good job as Carol. I loved I loved having, having her two essentially being Samuel L. Jackson, uh, which... And it's a different... It's a different Nick Fury altogether. Oh, yeah. Like Very he's, different. He's not. He's not the baddest. He's like. He's like baby talking a cat for like a good <laughs> third of the movie. And it's just like okay. Um, so yeah, I think the, the casting was done very well. Um, there are times like the first act is okay. Second act kind of drags, but in the third act, like oh, you were saying, picks that, up like, so much. So awesome. Um, by by comparison to the rest of the movie. Uh, so that's kind of where I stand there. Yeah, I think the combat sequences are probably like the highlight of the movie. Um, just all the different action sequences in general. Yeah. Uh, I especially loved at the end where Maria is flying the quad jet. Yeah. And through the Grand Canyon <laughs> and just like evading, what was her name? Um, uh, Minerva. Minerva, yeah. Yeah. And oh my God, it was just so cool. Uh, oh, okay. So I wanted to ask you, uh, speaking about chase scenes, what do you think about the opening uh, car train chase scene? Because because there it has layers to it, right? It does, yeah. I, I, it's not Black Panther. We're, no, we're just it, gonna be clear it's, there. It's not that level, but it was still fun. Like how she just breaks into the train at one point, and like she's just scaring everyone on board. Slowly walking through all the cabins, walks past the old lady, stops, turns around, and just clocks her in the face. And everyone else is like, "What the fuck?" And they try to pull her off. And yeah, like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I like how they she let them pull her off and she kind of just stood there and then she like shrugs her shoulders and they just go like flying back. <laughs> that was great. Um, I will say about that car chase scene though, uh, it it was not like anything special at all. It really wasn't. Like it was good, but it was kind of run of the mill at the same time. Like it needed to be that good just to be okay. Like, it, you know. But to be fair... Like Black Panther changed the game. Yeah, it like, did. So having a car chase scene after that car chase scene, you're just like, well. I mean, <laughs> they kind of did it like the best it probably could be done. So what do you think was better, um, this one or Venom? I'd probably still give it to this. Yeah, I would. Um, I love that whole scroll Colson thing that happened midway through. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, like, uh, you know, it may have lurked deep, deep in my mind, like, oh, this could be a little off, but I was just like, what? Yeah, and like it that makes it stick in the audience's mind too. Like, just remember, you can't always trust what you're seeing. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was good. I did enjoy that. Um, how about the whole um, '90s, like leaning into that whole? I was just about to ask that. That's a very question. I felt like it was unnecessary. I loved it. I mean, it was good. I, I enjoyed it, but I felt like it didn't really add anything to the story. I feel like it was a gimmick. Yeah. To be honest, like 
they they needed to put her in a time period before any of the shit happened like that we've seen previously um and it makes sense put her in the 90s you know uh but i i think they they didn't lean into it too hard i guess like they could have gone way overboard with it the, yeah, the soundtrack leaned in pretty hard yeah, yeah. But, but that that's, was probably about the hardest part yeah. yeah yeah um which i think was okay you know uh Everything else, I don't think they leaned in hard at all because there's only a couple of real references. I don't know. I'm not saying they leaned in hard to it, like too hard. I'm just saying it was, it's it's a gimmick, you know. Like, I feel like they marketed it more as like, oh, it's a '90s movie, like yeah. it's set in the '90s, and then you like you go into it and you're like, well, I mean, it is, but like it See, doesn't really do much. Which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. It's not you know, a problem. Yeah. It's just they but, they made it seem like it was gonna be a bigger deal than it actually so was. Yeah. You get a lot of. You got Blockbuster, you got the Radio Shack, which made me feel old as shit. <laughs> which I, I feel like the whole Blockbuster thing is the thing that like most people were just clinging on to. The Nine Inch Nails shirt as well. She's wearing that for yeah, a, good, right. a good chunk of that, that yeah. Yeah. second act. Um, so I want to ask you guys, what do you think about the marketing of the movie compared to the actual movie? I don't know. I felt I, like the marketing made it feel like it was going to be a lot more epic than it ended up being. Like To me, the movie ended up being a lot more like story driven and not really action heavy and like it focused a lot on like dialogue and character development and stuff and it wasn't even good dialogue and at times it was not the best yeah um i actually don't think they did a good job marketing this movie i agree um why do you think that why do you think that though for a few reasons and mainly because they did a few things that were like a little bit embarrassing um for in the movie or in the marketing for marketing okay so one of the times they did this, I it might have just been like a day they were trying to promote this live stream that they were doing on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it was like with with the cat, you know. Yeah, um, I didn't watch that at all, dude. It was seriously like two hours long, and half the time it was all fucked up. So they had a green screen, they had like a cat bed. And then they had two Captain Marvel, like, cardboard things, the same size as the green screen, like, on the left and the right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they started the live stream, and it was just the green screen with the cat there. And then the two things on the sides. So you're like, already the veil's lifted off of this. And then the shot was like a wide shot of the entire room so you could see above the green screen and like further to the left and the right of like what they were trying to show you um maybe they were just you know doing that to be like hey look there's a cat it's cute who knows what he's gonna do you know it's a cat it's probably gonna go to sleep right so <laughs> real quick but he just kept like running around and people were like running in to like try and move him into place and shit and then sometimes like the green screen image would come up and it would be like this epic like wide shot of um uh where did the Cree live uh hala yeah it would be a, a wide shot of hala and then it would just like disappear or like strobe in and out like flicker as if they were having like technical issues. Dude, it was seriously like two hours long. And at one point they cut away saying that like there's, they're having technical difficulties and then they came back and it was the same fucking thing. <laughs> I was, I just had this on at, at, at work. Like I was doing some editing and I had this on like another screen. I kept looking over and just shaking my head and laughing because it was like the worst marketing effort I've ever seen in my life. You could, <laughs> You could you could go on to Marvel's Facebook page and look at the live stream because it's still there. Oh, I'm sure it is, dude. Read the comments. Oh, it sure. is so good. See, people say you shouldn't read the comments, and I say fuck that. Read the comments every time. Yeah, because people are awesome. They're also so, terrible, but they're awesome. So as to the marketing, that's just one instance, but it was really bad. And then also, just in terms of like trailers, I don't think the trailers were that great. Um, I agree as well. So, you know, that and with everything else. Uh... So for me, I felt like they made it far more serious than it actually was because I thought the movie was fairly lighthearted. Yeah, it was. Like, because they, like, they picked a bunch of shots of Carol with a scowl on her face and she's just unhappy and, like, like the trailer looks like, makes her look like she's trying to be tough instead of 
actually being tough. And in the movie, she was actually tough when the time called for it. But other times, she's that's not who she is all the time. So it was just like, what am I going to go watch? Am I going to go get browbeaten with with women's empowerment, which is obviously important, but like I don't want to just be bludgeoned over the head with it for two hours. Or is it going to be a movie that enhances the the MCU overall? And I thought it did, um, especially as as it comes to Endgame. Um, but I just I just felt like the marketing was just a, a bad bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Just, so they just fire that guy. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> like, did. Sorry, not. bro. You got you got to go. Yeah, they did not get it right. Um, Jesse, what do you think? To be honest, I didn't really pay too much attention to the marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, With most movies, I don't like to focus on the marketing too much just because I feel like they say way too much beforehand. Right. So, And that's the other thing. I think they were trying not to say stuff. Yeah. And by not not saying anything, they kind of hurt themselves. Yeah. But I just, I don't tend to pay too much attention to any of it because I know that a lot of the times what they show marketing may not even be in the final film anyway. So it's like, okay. Yeah. did, Did, uh... Did stuff from the trailers all make it in the movie? I couldn't even tell you. I right don't now. think it did. Because like there are a couple of lines like that. <laughs> that that was the, the one, one line, line I was looking for. I was looking for it because I I wanted to turn to Sam yep. and just watch his reaction. I'm gonna end it. But she never. She said never, it. Said, she never it. said it. Somebody said else some, did. She said something close to it. But somebody else did. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, why would you put that in the trailer if she's not? actually gonna say it and why would sounds cool in a trailer (laughs) and why would you make her say it that way and not even have her say it in the movie like you're just shooting yourself in the foot i feel like marvel is is like it's a bait and switch they love doing that because if you go back and watch all the trailers as compared to the movies like there's a bunch of stuff that does not make it in but only starting with infinity war really no Really? Further, yeah. There's there's stuff that's like it's just it's like throwaway lines. Like I'm like, all right, I'm looking for this in the movie, and it's just not there. Hmm. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I I really think instead of doing proper marketing for this, they leaned into to gimmicks like with the blockbuster. Um. I think the biggest one was a Sam Jackson de aging. Like everybody was going nuts over that. Um, it, was it was impressive. <clears throat> like that, he looked like he did in the nineties. Yeah, like, he did, like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, just about. right. But they used that as a ploy for people to see the movie. Well, I mean, anytime, as it, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Anytime Sam Jackson's in a movie, I'm in. Oh yeah, no, I'm just sure. already in. Sure, but you know, you don't see a trailer for a movie and it's something specifically about. I don't, I don't know. Like people were just talking about that online, like. If you were to see all the things that were trending discussions of Captain Marvel before the movie, I guarantee you de-aging Sam Jackson was probably in the top, like, one or two. Clark Gregg, too. Like, he... Yeah. Like, that one... There's one shot of him, like, in the stairwell, and he looks... Mm-hmm. He looks like he did, like, way back when. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, they, they put a fair amount of effort into that. They did a great job. Yeah. They really did. I agree. So, why don't we take a quick time out? Sure. From this and then come back with full spoilers and let maybe Jesse hit, I'm not buying it? Yes. Okay. So there was one big thing that I noticed while I was watching the movie. Is that a spoiler warning? Do we have to add? A little bit. Okay. Spoiler uh, so warning. Skip, skip forward about a minute. Yeah. Um, so when Maria, Fury, Carol, all them are flying off up to Marvel's lab in space. Okay. How the hell did Maria and Fury, who are both humans, let me remind you, survive that trip without passing out, without, like, getting crushed against the seat, without years of training? Like, Maria, I can almost understand, because she's an Air Force pilot. She's used to intense Gs and stuff. But I did, I, I looked it up, and I did some quick math. The escape velocity, the speed you need to attain to get out of Earth's orbit, is uh, 11.2 kilometers per second. That translates to approximately 25,000 miles per hour. So astronauts go through years and years of intense training in order to sustain that. How the hell did they do that in two seconds? (laughs) I didn't even realize that. Again, I can almost forgive the Maria one, but Fury has no training with this sort of thing. Yeah, he has no business doing that. No. I, I, He's been riding a desk. 
I honestly was just attributing it to the ship. I mean, I, and I was almost going to say that they're going to attribute it to the scroll tech that the guy put into it. But no, that don't work like that. <laughs> yeah, because your, your body still has to handle the G-force yeah. Yeah. to escape Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't see that. That's a good pull. Nice. <laughs> All right. Fuck that. So let's roll back in and hop into some full spoilers here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so... I know one one thing that we talked about being disappointed in was the CGI. Yeah, there uh-huh. were a few times in the movie where I actually cringed a bit because I was like, "That does that's not right." So yeah. the one time it happened for me real hard is towards the end where she's in the room with the supreme supreme intelligence and she gets plat put up on that like little liquidy wall mm. and she falls through it and I'm just like, "No, no, it does not look good." The first yeah. time that I noticed it was at uh, toward the very beginning. Um, like when she first talks to the Supreme Intelligence, those like blue tendrils start crawling up her and up around her head and stuff. And yeah. I was just like, those tendrils just look awful. Yeah. Speaking of tendrils, one of the worst that I thought was the Flirkin tendrils. I actually kind of like this. They looked really bad. Can't, I mean, how do they look realistic? They're they're like <laughs> octopus tentacles coming out of a, a cat's mouth. <laughs> right, but you could still make them look like actual tentacles instead of like computer generated tentacles. Yeah, I was right. And this looks ridiculous. They, it looked really <laughs> the, bad. The concept is ridiculous. So I'm okay with that one looking a little ridiculous. There, I, I think a, I was more distracted with like watching everyone's reactions. Oh yeah. Instead of actually I knew tentacles. That, I knew how that was going down. Yeah. Because I've I've seen illustrations in the comics, so I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see how people react to this. It's fun. <laughs> It was a really good time. Uh, what was this? The scroll's name? Um, the main one? Yeah, Talos. I loved his like general attitude towards um, <laughs> towards Goose. Yeah, towards Goose. He's like, "That's no cat." <laughs> <laughs> like, just genuinely just petrified, like, and just like a general distrust, and like, it's like it's not much. It's just a hint of it, but like, you know, it's there. He's like, he's, yeah, he's like, he's like. That's no fucking cat, man. Yeah. I'm not getting near that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and at the end, after it scratches Fury's eye, he's like, oh, it's just a cat scratch. He's no, like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that's how Fury lost his mm-hmm. eye. Because even afterwards, he was still like baby talking the cat. Yeah. Which was hysterical. Uh <laughs> The one part where he's holding the cat up and he's like, oh, now you're not going to do anything? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, I mean, there was no reason to because... The cat knew yeah. that the scroll was there, but yeah. still. <laughs> Fury just overall was probably like the best part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, comedically, like even in, when he needed to be intense, he was intense. Yeah. But it was great. He, he was just... I thought Sam Jackson did a fantastic job. Uh, I thought Brie Larson... You know, there's there's times where you know the di- the dialogue is a dialogue. You can't sometimes you can't fix shitty dialogue. But I thought you got a lot from her, um, like quiet determination, um, anger, sadness, humor, a lot more humor than I expected. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier, um, yeah. I mean, I, I just thought I thought she handled the role well, which is good because they committed to her so big um, moving forward as far as the MCU is concerned. I was looking for more anger from Brie Larson. But over what? What do you mean over what? What was she? What, what did she really have to be angry about? Like more intensity. Okay, see so that's... I guess, right, yeah. yeah. Not anger, sorry. I don't know, I, th- I think toward the end when she like finally gets hold of her powers and stuff and like she changes her suit and everything and like she flies up especially when she's flying in front of Ronan's ship and she's just like, you want to fucking go? <laughs> I-, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, that... That was cool. Um, so that's also where I had a CGI problem. Like that whole yeah. space. Like, like first of all, I mean, yes, she's badass and super powerful and like, basically takes on Narmada by herself. But like that, it just didn't look great to me. Like it, I, didn't. it took me out. I was watching. I was like, oh, oh, no, that's not good. And you know, it's it's so unfortunate because they got it so right for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And, I mean, they're reusing characters. like Yeah. And pretty much, like, some settings, too. Just do what they do what they did. Yeah, you already have some stuff already on the books. Just just 
for for lack of a, a better term here, copy and paste, bro. <laughs> um, you know what was weird to me though? I don't know if you guys felt this way, but for a movie that was supposed to be, uh, I guess like cosmic or like grand in scale, it felt like a really small movie. It, like like compared the, to like Guardians, yeah. Like the sets felt really small. Yeah, um, but I kind of like that though, right? Because you have this overpowered character, but you you took the grandness of the cosmic scale and made it really tiny, which yeah. which is difficult to do. Right. Yeah. I and you know what? To be honest, I don't know whether or not like I like that aspect of it or not. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it was. I think it threw me off a little bit, you know, because going into it, oh, you know, a cosmic, like, powered character, it's going to be a huge movie. Like, you know, it's just going to feel big. See, I don't know if I had that same expectation because I knew that they had to link her back to Earth. They had to bring her back and explain how Fury got to know her and trust her and whatnot. And then, then they can explain why she disappeared for those 20 years. So I don't... Going into it, I felt like, okay, yeah, she's a cosmic character, but it, it's probably for the best that it's not on a grand cosmic scale. Yeah. So what bothers me is, even though we just talked about her power set and how she basically will not age, like, ever, uh, I don't understand how they never talked about how she leaves this movie in 1995 and then shows up in 2019, which is what I'm guessing uh, Endgame is set. And has not aged a day. I do not look like I looked back in 1995. Like, there, there's no explanation for that at all when they're talking about her power set. Okay, so you're saying that they're true to her character by not aging her, but they don't explain. Yeah, they don't explain it at all. Yeah. So it's like, you're like, why the fuck didn't she get older? Because... Hmm. Like we talked about that. People, the, the faithful people who listen to this podcast will, <laughs> will understand that. But the common moviegoer is going to be like, all right, why the fuck is she not older? I don't, to be honest, I don't know if the common moviegoer is going to really care. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. It's it just something that I mean, it'd be weird, but I don't think everyone's going to care. Maybe. We'll see. Because I think a lot of people aren't going to really like think about it because we just got Captain Marvel and then two months we're going to get Endgame. So they're just going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, no. Well, well, here she is. Yeah. Yeah. So if it had come out like five years ago and they brought her back, then maybe people would have thought about and it. And if you skip Captain Marvel, you won't you won't know. You won't even know. You won't so. know. It's like, oh, here she is. Okay, cool. So, Mike, this is out outside of the movie. Just This is just about her character in general. Okay. What are some of her um, weaknesses? I was thinking about this earlier too. So she really doesn't have very many. Yeah, I was. It's it's because because of her energy absorption I mean manipulation, she's super fucking powerful. Um, like when we talked about binary earlier, that binary mode takes like her power set and elevates it even more. So she can pretty much go toe to toe with a being wielding the power cosmic. Like it's unreal. But the her durability and stamina is probably her weakness. Okay. She can she can get exhausted and just needs a few minutes to catch her breath and and jump back into a fight. Doesn't gotcha. happen very often, but she just she doesn't really have any. Yeah, so well, maybe think about that earlier. Emotional so stuff. And maybe. Um I saw someone pose a question earlier was basically in a fight between Captain Marvel and Superman, who would win? And I was like Actually, that's a good question. Probably Captain Marvel, because I was like, I can think of weaknesses for Superman, but I don't think I can think of any for Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. We should do like a fight night one night. Yeah, <laughs> and just and just pit a bunch of characters against each other. I'll yeah, put, I'll put that in the I'll put that in the docket. Good stuff. But uh, yeah. Okay. Good question. Yeah, I I was just curious. I'm like, what what would do it? Because thinking about Endgame coming up. What is going to be her downfall? Like, what's going to be her obstacle? Yeah, because they can't just have her show up and then kick Thanos' ass. And it's like, okay, well, what do we do for the next two and a half it's, hours? It's going to be Justice League all over but again. What if she like does when just, Superman shows just, up. Just whoop that ass? Yeah. <laughs> I'd actually be cool with that. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would. If I, you got to give her a little bit of a struggle, at least. Right. Look, it's not like she can't be hurt 
or or <laughs> diverted or whatever. But I mean, you guys saw her at the end of that movie. No, when I mean, she unlocked her powers. I was just like, y'all fucked. <laughs> and I'm not every single one of these fucked. I'm not saying she's gonna have like a major <laughs> struggle, but like it's just poor storytelling to have a Deus Ex Machina like that. You need to have them. Way to work that in. That's nice. <laughs> you need to have them overcome a little bit of a struggle. So and did did you think that it was there was definitely like a switch, right? Like if if she was in like Captain Marvel mode, for lack of like better terms, it doesn't seem like she was getting exhausted, you know, like anytime soon. But when she wasn't like that, it almost seemed like she was just a regular person. Like she was yeah. throwing a couple punches and getting winded. Like I don't know. It just so, seems like very inconsistent. If you there. remember, they they do say we can give it to you and we take it away. So I mm-hmm. assume they they knew how powerful she was and intentionally limited her powers so that she could like because there are times during the movie where I was watching, I was like, why don't you just fucking fly? And I was like, oh, she doesn't know she can fly yet. Yeah, she has no idea. Right. I love that scene though, where she's just falling through the air. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like all of a sudden she's just like centers herself, and then you just it cuts away, and all of a sudden like she's flying. <laughs> It's a badass. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, all right, so how about favorite part of the movie? Uh, I was just Mike, I don't about this, Jesse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I don't know if I put it my favorite, but it is up there. Um, it was like the very last scene with um, Carol and Jude Law. Where he's basically like, now fight me one on one, hand to hand, prove to me. And she just fucking blasts him. She's like, I have nothing to prove to you. That yeah. was just so great. And she basically called yeah. him a bitch without calling yeah. him a bitch. And then put him in the, put him in the ship. And the ship doesn't start. She just lights it herself. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. That, that reminded me of um, Infinity War when Banner puts the glove on the dude and sends him off yeah. like into the sky. <laughs> like, see ya. <laughs> uh, Mike, what was your favorite part? I was going to ask you what yours, what oh. yours was. Mm. Sam, tell me what your favorite part of Captain Marvel was. Was huh. it Brie Larson? Was it her acting? Was it um, how she said things? <laughs> you guys are busting my chops so hard. Oh, yeah. uh, so... I think my Look, go back and listen to that podcast. You railed her pretty hard, dude. Well, <laughs> listen, there are things that she's done, and I don't like it. So I had some biases. If you can't, if you can't make an opinion based on what you've done previously, no, it, then it's okay. You have your opinion. <laughs> just, you... We're just here to tell you you were wrong. <laughs> but I always said I didn't want to be right. I always said that. I will give you that credit. Uh, um, and you weren't so good, right? Yeah, thank God. Um, I I would probably have to say my favorite part would be her destroying that ship and then just smacking yeah. her dick down in front of Ronan and be mm-hmm. like, "Listen, you got two ships left. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> like right now." That was the best part. Yeah, Ronan being like, "Turn the ships around." Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all right, for me, I don't know. There, there are a real, lot of really good moments. Um, when she first gets her full powers and starts using it, it was great. Mm-hmm. But I actually, I want to go with a little bit more of a character-driven moment. I love her and Fury together. Like almost any time they're together on screen, for some reason, that chemistry works. It does, yeah, really well. Another good combo was her and um, Maria because it gave yes. her a lot of human characteristics. It did. Uh, I, interestingly, she enough, was very good. I, I think oh, that, she's great. That character grounded the movie so well. Her, her daughter. I think it's more her yes. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But then, like that one moment where she's like, "Well, how about me? Like, I had to lose my best friend and live without you for six years, and now you're here all of a sudden, and don't remember a damn thing, and not be able to talk about it with anybody." Exactly. Yeah. Like as soon as I heard that, I'm like, "You were awesome." Yeah. So I saw an article basically saying that, "Oh, this is the love story in the entire movie," and I'm like, "Well, it's not. It's a, it's a love between best friends." Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not sure that I necessarily call that a love story. Um, but it's it is a critical relationship, and even though she's not in the movie very long, like her impact is one hundred percent felt. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Uh, worst part of the movie for you? Outside of the CGI, yeah, 
don't know. I would almost say it had a pacing issue just because it did. There was some time, some moments I was just like, can we move this along a little bit? Like we are dragging a little bit here. That second act is pretty rough. Yeah. Um, man, I, you know, I really wasn't a big fan of the whole bass scene. Oh yeah. When they yeah. broke into the records. Cause that to me was just like, they, they just did like all the obvious things that you could do breaking into a bass. Um, you know, like sneaking around. Oh my God, they're going to catch us. Nope. Didn't catch us. And then when they were trying to figure out like who Carol was, it's like, yeah, but we already kind of figured that out. Although we did know? have a great moment where like Fury's playing with the tape and getting the fingerprint, and then they get to the records room door. She's like, "All right, let well, me just pull this out." And she blasts the door open. It's like, "Yeah, you and you let me play around the tape." Yeah, I didn't want to let. I want to let you have your fun. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, worst moment. Ugh. Ooh, I have another one. Go for it. Okay. Um. This is the part you missed, Mike. Um, the very beginning of the movie. The very beginning was like a sparring scene between Jude Law and Brie Larson. Still a little butthurt that I miss this. Um, and the dialogue was just... So generic. And, made me want to walk out of the movie yeah. right there. I was like, if the movie, if the entire movie is going to be like this, I'm in for a long fucking movie. And it, it wasn't as bad as that the entire way through. But it was really bad in the beginning. Oh, it was it was like um, it was like uh, Star Wars, except you know when Star Wars did it, it was original, you know, like teaching Luke how to you know use the oh, Force, like okay, yeah. feel it, you know. Don't let but, your emotions control you. Yeah, I think they literally say that verbatim. Exactly. Yeah, it's like they lift the dialogue straight from Star Wars. Well, they're both owned by Disney now, so copy yeah. and paste is real. Right. Well, they should have done that for CGI. <laughs> Not dialogue, but um, all right, <laughs> Mike. Um, I, I will also go pacing because I, I was thinking about that second act, and it's just re- like compared to the opening act where you know they're they're doing that thing in the uh, in the canyon on that on that one mission and get ambushed by scrolls. Mm-hmm. And the third act where she really gets her powers and fights back against the Kree, like those are those are memorable. And then there's that slog in the middle. Where you're just like, Ugh. exposition time. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. bueno. Not a fan. Surprise of the movie. What was the surprise of the movie for you? Surprise. Hmm. Um, surprise Arizona hair. Um, I'd probably say the biggest surprise for me was the doctor that was on base with Carol um, was actually Cree. And Lawson? Was that her Lawson, name? Yeah. yeah. Lawson, yeah. And she was essentially like taking Danvers to her base. Um, yeah, was well, like, she oh. didn't want to. Danvers kind of forced herself in there. Right. But, but it's like, oh, shit. Like, she was like that. I don't know if it's the biggest surprise in the movie to me, but it. I feel like that would have been my biggest surprise as like the character. <laughs> um, I I, going off of that, um, I think my biggest surprise is probably the fact that she was Marvel. Like, I've went into it completely expecting Jude Law to be Marvel, yeah. just a guy, because that's how it is in the comics. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, out, as soon as they said that, I'm like, you're fucking with me, right? And then they're like, oh, no, we're serious. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, sure. Why not? Yeah. Going off of that, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what do you think? So, Mike, is it like it in the comics where. Marvel is essentially whatever you see Marvel as. Wait, no, you mean it, the Supreme Intelligence? Oh, yes, the Supreme Intelligence. No, okay. it's not like that at all. Okay, uh, Supreme Intelligence is like a giant blob with tentacles in a container. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it is. It is the most objectively ridiculous looking thing. Um, just like Google. I'm doing Cree, it right now. Cree Supreme Intelligence. So, do you like what they did in the movie Ew, better? Oh God. Yeah. Oh, what the hell is that? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Shit's fucking weird. Yikes! You you don't you don't get the opportunity to see something. Yeah, no. Uh, it would have been cool, um, and you still may get that. Um, but 
I'm I'm okay with them doing what they did, why they did it. It made sense for the story. You don't want to make it too weird because yeah. you have to understand that, like this is going to be the first Marvel movie for a lot of people because it is a female centric movie. Yeah. Right? So I'm not going to drop a freaky, like <laughs> porn level tentacle creature in the middle of this movie. For, for no reason. But then you get right. two audiences. You get the female audience and the hentai audience. That's true. <laughs> that is 100% true. <laughs> um, all right, so Mike, your biggest surprise. Uh, Talos. Making him, yeah. making him and the other scrolls not necessarily villainous, uh, making them refugees was a cool twist. Yeah. Because in, in, in the comics, they eventually become refugees and more sympathetic creatures. Aside from the fact they infiltrate us, uh, <laughs> but it's it's interesting. Like, and then you have that pathos from from Carol going at the end of the movie, basically saying, "I'm going to find you a place to live." Right, and she's sticking up for them, even though she's been taught nothing but hatred for them, which is a nice underlying theme: overcome your hatred and love each other. Hold me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice Halo reference. Yeah, thank you. Um, so speaking of Halo, uh, one last thing for me. I really enjoyed the um, the scene where the Kree went to the Scroll Planet to try and sniff out the the leader. Yeah, that reminded me of the the level from Halo One, where they it's like a nighttime level. You go, you start the sniper oh, yeah. rifle. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was just thinking about that the other yeah. day too. The weapons are really cool for the Kree. Yeah, they are. Like the pistol that expands. That was yeah. pretty sweet. That was um, nice. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so I think that's about it for me for Captain Marvel, though. Yeah, yeah I think I pretty much said my piece. Yeah, we pretty much ran the gamut here. Uh, so overall, as we wrap up, good, bad, indifferent? Definitely perf- see it, but eh. It's perfectly average. I think it's slightly above average. Um, I think I said to you guys over dinner earlier, on par with Wonder Woman. Yeah. If if you if you want to like, I don't like comparing, but if you can compare them, compare it to a DC movie, it's 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 right around there. With I Wonder think Woman. I would hold Wonder Woman a little bit above it though. A yeah. little bit. I think the dialogue was much better for Wonder Woman. Dialogue's better, but which means a lot to me personally. I know it does. <laughs> well, I think overall as a film, I think they were they were they were close. CGI was definitely close. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, uh, rolling into final thoughts. Uh, so don't forget to vote on the twisties because we will be coming on those uh, next time. You should see all the necessary information on all of our social in the next day or so. And just yeah. a quick note on recording. those twisties. We actually did extend the voting. Uh, so voting now ends March 22nd. Yes. Yep. Yo, yes. some awesome prizes this year. Yeah. If you guys haven't checked it out, just to name a few, uh, Mr. Miracle, an entire run of Mr. Miracle, and Infinity War on Blu-ray. And those are just two. I think there's what, like four. five? There's four. 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 So you named half. Yeah. Half of them are awesome. <laughs> and the other half are awesome. That's right. The entire package is, is awesome. awesome. It's wild, man. Wild. It's wild. Um, all right. So I guess for me... Man, it's really nice to take a beat sometimes. Uh, like, it, I've I've had some opportunity at work to flush out some things professionally that I've wanted to to get to for a while, um, and tinker with the tools of my trade, like software. Um, and it's it's really nice because sometimes when you have to do one specific thing and you're using just a few tools out of the whole gamut that's available to you for like what you need to do, you kind of just get like stuck in a rut and then you're not learning anything new. So I've been given the opportunity to learn new things um, professionally and it's been really satisfying. Uh, Jesse. Student loans can kiss my ass. (laughs) That's 100% true. Uh, tax returns though nice alright uh, last one for me uh, so earlier today so I would see weird stuff when I deliver obviously uh, I've told many stories um, but today I walked to a house where there was clearly a woman who was 
heavily into researching demons. Like no okay. joke, like books, like encyclopedias worth of books of like like researching demons and types of demons. I mean, it's an like interesting subject. Demon but. board games, and I was just like, I was like, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here, uh, but it skewed me out a little bit. Did you give her a holy card? No. <laughs> Got the fuck out of that house. Yeah. Last thing I want is to be a blood sacrifice. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have no desire to stick around. I'm with you there. Self-preservation is very high in my body. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Say that again. Self-preservation is very high in my body. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Um... I think that's that's about it for me tonight. Okay. Uh, so next time, we will reveal the winners of our twisties for 2019. Yeah. We'll get into Punisher Season 2 and the first half of Young Justice Season 3. Woo! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening, and yeah, yeah, go, yeah. go out and see Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think about it, if it's vastly different than what we think about uh, the movie. Check the review on the twistedcape.com. It'll yes. be up there very shortly. Yes, it um, will. So, yeah, just let us know what you think. We'd love to hear it. Um, and vote in the twisties. Yes. Yay. Please vote. Someone needs to win these prizes. Can't just go and get distributed between Mike, Jesse, and I. Because it's just... I mean, it can, but we prefer it didn't. I already own a lot of it, though, so... Yeah. I don't want it. So we'd rather give it to you guys, so please, please vote. All right, so until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Everybody, thank you for listening. Yay, yay.